0: We're we're live. We're rolling. What's this number? What? What what podcast is this? Five. So we made it to five. The first three was like me and you just bullshitting. Right. True. True. (laughs) And then we had uh, the professor, Mike Wines. (laughs) The professor. Yep. Jason knows Mike. Jason knows Mike well. Um, The professor. And now we've got Jason Brunson. So a little intro. Jason is... The owner, one of the owners of uh, Athletes Arena. It's a sports training center in Columbia, South Carolina. They also uh, have recently owned Carolina CrossFit. And um, so the background on this is this. So 2005, I actually started Athletes Arena, right? Honestly, like I was – Shoot, how old was I when I, so I started pushing the, the name brand, Athletes so Arena. So
1: you were like 40 then, right around yeah. there?
0: Yeah, I'm just really, I look really good for 55. <laughs> and um, TRT, baby, all day. <laughs> but um, but I, in 2005, I started Athletes Arena and it was a sports training place in Irmo. So Irmo, South Carolina. And um, really it was the first place that really, in 2002 when I started doing training, it was really the first place that started doing athlete training specific. So then I brought on a guy named Shane Miller in like 2009. Um, and then in 2015, I moved town and Jason took over. So he's, he's basically, and because I don't know if anybody here has ever built something from scratch, right? Like when it's just you in a room and you're trying to train people. When you do something like that, like even when you step away from it, like your heart and soul soul's poured into that, Right. So, you wanted to keep going. So, Jason, I, I think I connected with Jason. You were working with some people at, at a Gold's Gym or involved in sports training that way, Jay, Wasn't that how that happened? You were – somebody when said I was, something I need to meet Jason Brunson. Was, He's at Gold's Gym, but he shouldn't be there. He should be with you guys. Somebody said something like that.
2: Yeah, I was kind of exiting the, the school scene at Heathwood Hall, kind of yeah. going between the two. And I started yep. getting a few athletes from other schools. So, it was kind of a conflict of interest type thing. And, kind of ended the school school thing and uh started doing on my own and um i think you and rob reached out to me to sell me a bracelet and some crazy stuff like that (laughs) and uh, that's how it all started
0: yeah yeah and then you started coming in and then like the 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 thing about this industry is people think like you just open up a gym and start working with people and all of a sudden all these people are going to train with you And what Jason would do is come in and hang out and start meeting athletes, developing relationships. That's one thing Jason's always been good at. If anybody wants an education in how to develop relationships to grow with a gym business, I mean, talk to Jason because this dude's hustling relationships 24 seven all day long. So when I moved, um, Jason took over. And I'm not too proud to say, like, since 2015, it's exploded, hasn't it? Like, that gym industry's exploded. Like, I, I mean, you guys are doing big numbers there with CrossFit, with sports training, two places to do training athletes. I mean, you guys have it going on. I mean, you guys got now got trainers under there, underneath you. I mean, do you have any clue how many athletes are coming through there daily or weekly?
2: I have no idea. We lost track. I know y'all used to do a good job of keeping the numbers of just the athletes that were going on to college we would yeah. train, but I haven't no flew anymore, and I don't even know how you'd back up and track that at this point. But So in
0: 2012, we had over 120 athletes that had trained with us that have gone from a high school to a college environment to play their sport, 100, over 120. I think I quit because we had flags – Of all the of all the places they went, I mean, we literally ran out of places to put flags, right? So, um, and so I imagine it's it's a ridiculous number now. Like it's a ridiculous number now.
2: So the way college sports have exploded at these small schools now, I bet it's close to five hundred. I mean, we're training you got these you got these forty man baseball rosters, and you know, it's become small colleges become a business in sports, so. Sure. It's only it's only driven our number up and our industry, um, the sports performance industry, because it's so unfortunately it's come and played to small colleges and now turned to daddy ball um uh, somewhat. Yeah. So if they can pay the that first semester of uh tuition, then you're on the team until you get cut at Christmas. <laughs> until you get cut at Christmas.
0: <laughs> so and and pro baseball training is alive and well at Athletes Arena, right? I mean that's still popping off.
2: Doing great. It's doing yeah. good.
0: And 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 Um, we've always been big and you guys have always been big in the baseball environment. So one of the reasons this podcast too, is we're launching a group, um, arena life, fitness and nutrition, fitness and performance group. And it's a Facebook group. And one of the things that we've always talked about is, and part of the relationship side of this is athletes arena has become. I think early on, when I was involved with it, what we, we we struggled because people saw Athletes Arena as competition to what they were doing in their high school. Like they're doing strength conditioning in the high school. Why are you going to Athletes Arena? And and there was some 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 beef that kind of developed early on
1: with like coaches and
0: stuff. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, dude. Coaches didn't like it. Kids were coming to us, and maybe they didn't work as much at the high school, and and it really is an ego play. It really became. No. Big Eagle, right? No, right? But what we became to see ourselves as was um, more like tutors. Like you got your math teacher. They have to go to math. We did some tutoring on the side. Jason, talk to us a little bit about – and I would like to make this for maybe the new person who wants to start training athletes that are listening to this in Portland, Oregon, right? Yeah. If somebody came to you – I mean, <laughs> there's not a lot of people that have been successful like this company has been successful at. I I mean – We've seen what four or five sports training places come to Columbia and leave yeah. because they don't realize it's hard, right? It's work. It's work. Right. They don't realize that like, it's a grind to start your own business. They don't realize that like you're not going to start training Deion Sanders day one in 2001. Right. Then they all think that if you're a dude in Portland, Oregon and you like, I want to train athletes, give us like two or three things that you'd be like, you have to do ABC and D. And I'm not talking about, like, going to seminars, getting your degree, reading books. I'm talking, like, on the daily hustle, if you want to be in the sports performance training business of athletes, what do they need to do?
2: The first thing you have to do is check your ego at the door and leave it there. Understand that it may be – you may get a chance to work with an 8-year-old gymnast or a 12-year-old baseball player. And that 12-year-old baseball player or gymnast can lead to nine more kids. And then – and that's kind of – that's the first thing you have to do is that you're not working with college athletes. If you can take two – if you can take ten kids that ride the bench and put them on the field because of what you all worked on, man, you're way more successful than some college and conditioning coach. Um, the second thing is identify your people in the community. I think that's one of my strongest points is, is what I do is I, I try to identify the dad identify the hairdressers is going to talk to all the models, identify other people in the service industry and continuously build your network around you of other service industry members um, that do personal services like that. Um, And the third one is just relentless. You got to be relentless. You got to realize that those first couple years, and if if you're going into a place and you're asking what your salary is going to be, you're probably in the wrong profession. Yeah. Um, And that's usually where the interview stops with me. Uh, wasn't what am I going to make? Well, we probably need to move on to the next dude, the next gal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what are
0: you bringing in? Who do you know? How many athletes are bringing to the table? How many personal client training you bringing to the and table? And
2: also find somebody, find somebody who's really successful, and make sure you mentor them. I could care less about education. Um, I want to know who you mentored under. You got to have the education you do, or you won't succeed. But I want to know who you mentored under. I want to know who brought you up, so to say.
0: Sure. Well, there's a famous story I tell people all the time, um, and, and Shane isn't on this, but, but Shane Miller to me is probably – I've told people all the time, Shane Miller – I started the place. Shane Miller is a better trainer than I. Like I got no problem saying that. Shane Miller as far as like somebody who daily relentlessly spends time in their craft and goes outside and above and beyond to be educated in their craft – is better than I am at that process, right? Um, I think I had more clients when we started because I I, I was in Columbia for 15 years, right? Just a numbers game. But as far as like being a coach and a trainer and being dedicated to knowing their craft, he was better than I was. I have a formal education in this industry. Exercise science degree, got the certifications, got all of it. Shane Miller was an electrician when I met him. Hmm. An electrician when I met him. Right. I mean, Ray can do things on Facebook. I've never seen anybody doing the marketing side and people are like, Oh, he's got to be this guy to be that. No, he's a cop for 20 years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. God, he was a cop for 20 years.
1: Right. No one's ever taught me any of that stuff.
0: No, no one's ever. It's just how do you sell stuff? Right. Well you screw up 50 times and then the 51st time you you learn. Right. And Shane, we had this group coming and visiting us and and it was through Sorenx exercise equipment. And, um, they had this big time PhD there. Like this guy was presenting on something at the national conference at the highest level, PhD. And it was about, um, and, and people are in this industry will, will understand it's about bar, like it was about velocity of the bar um, and this piece of equipment that uses to measure velocity. So this is like Shane Miller's like two and a half years into it, right? And this guy's like a PhD well-known national strength coach staff of the year. I mean, balling dudes, man. If you're in the industry, you know all their names. Right. And Shane's reading through a study and he stops and he goes, Hey, just a question. Um, you're telling people to move the bar really fast, but the intention of the lift is, is like, he said, he, he came up with some words. that's like, The the, the intention of bar velocity is not the same here and here. And if you're in the room and you know the industry, like you understand what he said. You're like, you know, I know for some people listening to this, you're probably like, oh, you're speaking a whole different language. But just trust me, he said something very smart. And the guy stopped. And then his boss, who was the head strength coach at the school, stopped and goes, you should probably adjust that part of the research before you present at the national conference.
1: Wow, <laughs> dude.
0: And I wanted to stand up and be like,
1: slow clap them, right? Just
0: boom. Miller, because I'm like, this dude's a PhD.
1: Electrician. So hey, this sounds like it's a lot like jujitsu to me as far as like, where did your coach learn? Well, who, who did he come up under? Like, and the people who just dedicate themselves to it 100%, doesn't matter if they're on parole or
0: if they're, you know, or a boxer their whole life. One million percent. I do not care. Like, dude, I stopped putting my certifications after my name because the people I respect in the industry don't have to, right? right. They don't have to. Um, There are people that write for T Nation that are PhDs. There is a guy that writes for T T Nation that got his degree in sociology. And he gets more – because, dude, being right is being right. I don't care if you're a PhD. Getting an athlete faster, you either got faster or you didn't. I don't care if you're a PhD in getting fast or if you're a dude that works at the grocery store that's well-read. I don't care. I do not care. Results are results in the fitness industry, in the sports (laughs) performance industry. I do not care where you got your degree, where it came from, what it is. You're either good at your job or you're not. I do not care. In the beginning of this industry, I was impressed by people that were PhDs, that owned this, that owned that. I don't care about it anymore, man. I I could care less where it came from, partly because Jason knows this. I'm bitter in this industry because there's so much trash in this industry. Just like in marketing, dude, me and Ray have this conversation all the time. There are dudes out there coaching people how to build communities online that have never built a community. And that makes Ray wanna stab his eyeballs out. Jason, you know people in this fitness industry that are out there trying to help people do stuff that have never helped anybody else do it in their life. They have no resume, they have no background, they have, you, you can't say they've worked with these people or done anything. They just present well, right? Absolutely. And we know those people, man. And those people get on my nerves and I can't stand them. So talk about this then, Jason. Like <clears throat> if you're if you're a mom and you're listening to this, because we're going to start doing more content. When your guys' page opens and our group opens, we're going to have some sports performance stuff in there. We'll have some fitness stuff in there. We'll have nutrition stuff in there. You guys, again, we're going to give away free workout plans that I got to finish editing. (laughs) We're going to give away, we're going to give away speed programs, how to get faster in the 60. We're giving all that stuff away, man. Like we're giving that to the community in in, in South Carolina and reaching out because it's value. Kids need it. But if you're living, if you're that mom in Portland, Oregon, and you say, I want a speed trainer for my baseball guy. Give us a few things that a mom who's, because dude, they can get taken for a ride. Me and Ray know people who have been, who paid $10,000 a month to coaches who who are going to get them online that have wasted their money for 10 grand. That's a joke, right? And I'm starting to learn more about that industry so I can pick the bullshit up. Tell me if you're a mom in Portland, Oregon, and you're saying, I want to find somebody for my kid to work with. What would that mom look for? They can't Um, work with, but but there's a dude that's, down the street that's in a field working with some kids, what would that mom – what the, should that mom go ask that person or what the, should they look for in that person if they're going to go coach their kid?
2: I usually get them to just – from our base. I say ask your strength coach, local strength coach, you know, because they're usually going to refer us. We've got such a good relationship at this point. Um, but also see, well, see if they're willing to give their product away for free. See if they're going to let their, their kid train for them for free and let you build that relationship through one or two sessions. Um, I do it all the time. I give a uh, – it's like they're, they're skeptical. Hey, hey, let him just jump in this group with us, and if my product doesn't sell itself, then it doesn't sell itself. I don't have that problem. It it's typically sells itself. But get him in there and see if they'll let that coach, if he's got a – if it wears his ego's at, if it's ego's, he's got to have a dollar for every minute he coaches, probably, probably in it for the wrong reason. Um, mm-hmm. As far as, like, who's good and who's not good, you the community community's probably gonna weed the not good out, I guess you'd say um I don't really know how to tell that but the the community's gonna lead you to the right person mm-hmm. and uh there are some guys out there who i call i guess the kind of road trainers that they set up at a field with a bunch of cones and a bunch of hurdles and maybe a bungee cord here and there. majority of them are really really bad, but there's one or two that aren't aren't are pretty good you know it, it, it is but uh, are the majority of them bad yeah. Because um, they're not sacrificing to put their overhead and all that kind of stuff, they're just popping up and wanting to train kids for ten dollars an hour and kind of they are kind of more ego-driven. Um, usually former college athletes or something like that. But anyways, the community is usually going to weed out the bad um, over time. But see if the see if the guy, the coaches, or even the females, willing to give away their product for free. See if they're willing to um, work work a little bit to earn that relationship. Yeah. Um,
0: you guys have now, you guys now have a, a large percentage of general fitness people, right? Like it's not just all athletes anymore.
2: Right? Yeah. I feel like we've got a little bit for everyone in the family. I've gotten more 70 year old clients and 70 than I've ever had. I've got eight 70 year old clients. That's awesome. um, then at, in that same afternoon, I might have eight eight year olds in a youth speed agility developmental class. That doesn't count, even what we refer back and forth with our physical therapy partnership at Vertex. You know, that's all ages. That's all health ranges. Um, we got a little bit of everything for someone in the family right now.
0: So you guys, so you guys literally could could handle. I mean, you could be you could come into Athletes Arena and be like, hey, it's a. It's Thanksgiving time when pro baseball guys are there, right? You could be an eight-year-old working out, a seventy-year-old doing some stretching at the same time that like a professional baseball player's throwing BP.
2: Absolutely, that's what we had before you left. You know, I remember seeing yeah. these little kids, these little kids training and dropping a jaw because Michael Ralston, there yeah. doing doing some mobility, and then you know they don't. You know, so everybody knew who Michael Roth was then. I mean, he's yes. the legend here. And then you'd see just general general clients over there getting him some work. Yeah. So we little having, everything. I
0: remember having times where, you know, CJ was in there who pitched for the Cubs at the time, would be doing his dynamic warm-up with, like, a, a stay-at-home mom <laughs> at the same time because they're like, hey, just jump in with CJ, get a warm-up up. <laughs> People don't care about that kind of stuff, man. People don't care about that kind of stuff. Um, and we,
2: we, as owners, we create that whether we want whether we recognize it or not. Yeah. As we as trainers, we create that environment and that community. I don't ever get I tell people all the time. They're like, "What do you do about the dad who pushes the dad who pushes their kid to me?" Last maybe two sessions because it's a kid. We <laughs> never. I get more. I get more fifteen to eighteen year olds asking their parents to come to Athletes Arena than anything else because their friends are doing it, and their friends are having success. Sure. We've created that culture of, of fun by, while also working. When you, So you're talking about
0: sports environment, man. So one of the big things in sports environment is injured kids, right? Um, one of the big thing in sports environment is sports specialization, right? Um, the baseball kid that tears his, is, that has Tommy John's when he's 13 years old because he's played year-round baseball all the time, right? one of the conflicts that you always have owning a gym is, you know, those, those coaches, those trash coaches that are shredding kids arms. And I'm not afraid to say that anymore are also the kids. Sometimes the coaches that send you kids, right? How do you manage the relationship where you want to strangle that coach, but he sends you people. That was always so hard for me in that industry because like, I hated the coach for what he was doing to the kids.
1: Just overtraining, overworking—is that what you're talking about? Yeah,
0: overtraining, overworking. Baseball kids don't need to throw year round because they they tear their arms. And you know, coaches are out there shredding kids. You see it in soccer and volleyball. You see it in all kinds of sports. But at Athletes Arena, they'll they'll send you kids, so you want to keep that relationship, right? And I handled those situations very poorly early in my career because I just. Said stupid stuff to the, the, you know, like they'd be like, Hey, what do you think about so and so coach? I'd be like, Well, he's an idiot. That, that doesn't help anybody. <laughs> you know, now <Nah, laughs> 40 years old can be like, That was a bad idea. <laughs> but how do you, Jason, now handle, you know, the dad who's like, Oh, my kid wants to play soccer, but I'm going to make him play baseball because I know he's going to be better? Well, just let the kid play soccer. Like, we all know the answer. How do you manage? I guess, Jason, the question is, how do you manage misinformation in the industry but still maintain relationships?
2: I think one of the things that Athletes Arena really is known for, though, is educating. And we sure. try to educate, educate, educate. And it's not going to sink in. But if we just stay relentless in that education of the parent and the athlete, um, sometimes you're going to get the parents where they hold those kids accountable for what we say. Sometimes it's vice versa. The kids are going to hold themselves accountable. But You just have to be relentless in our education, whether and it's even – Adding the posters to the wall to where they see it when they're—I got that kind of from Coach Kurtz um, at AC Floor. He would add all these posters. It seemed silly, but all it was really doing is um, reestablishing what he was always saying. So we keep walking around. You know, he'd always have just hydration posters or sleeping posters or nutritional posters. And some of it was just magazine articles, but it backed up what his pitch was. Sure. But I kind of – I always like that because it's just taking words out of his mouth and they're seeing again they're reading again. You're, sure. not, going to, you're not going to save all of them. You're not – there's not – there's not a chance to save all of them. But um, I do love the fact that the term sports specific is dying. Sure. Because yeah. I tell them all the time that I don't I, – I train, I train athletes to be better athletes. And I train them for a sport. When they go and they leave here and they go pick up the ball with their coach, they'll train for their sport. But we train athletes to be better athletes
1: sure Uh, sure well let me let me ask you some stuff there too so when you're dealing with kids you know kid just for general purposes you know a teenager you know high school kid comes in and you're training them to be a better athlete right is that like a total a total fitness thing are you getting into like you just mentioned sleep and nutrition Mm -hmm. Are are you getting into that with them or are you just like okay this is what we're doing physically or like is it a whole the whole thing like how, how do you approach that with kids? I'm I mean, like, we're, we're always
2: we, – we have, we have nutritionists on at both locations that um, do that, and they'll do sit down one-on-ones this year. As a coach, you're always going to want to continuously give them knowledge. So we're always talking about sleep, whether it's through your social media, whether it's in person, whether, whatever, you're, we're going to talk about that. But then you also sometimes just have to sit them all down and get on the board a little bit, you know, while they're there. Um, but the, the, the nutrition is a different, a whole different product If you sit down with a coach, you get all your data, you sit down, you, you, you you know, we've got different tiers of that, but you still, as a coach, you're still, even if they don't do that, that program, you're still going to be educated. you might not have the formal layout, but you're still going to continuously educate. And I say sports specific is, you know, about that is, is, is definitely dying. But I just had two guys walk in brand new today, uh, six, eight basketball player who's just gotten recently offered by USC and then a 6'10 basketball player. First two times I've ever trained them. First thing we do is take their shoes off and work on ankle mobility. But that is, So that is sports specific because um, their ankles are locked down from wearing high heels. I mean, I have high top shoes all, all basketball season. They can barely bend at the ankle. And that's a huge prime mover in what we want to do as athletes. So you have – that's something you learn over the years is being a strength and conditioning coach. You, you know, most guys are going to come in there and see a basketball player. Let's let's put him on the vertimax and jump. Hell no, that's the last thing we're doing. We might get into that eight weeks down the road. Mm. We're going to work on hip strength. We're going to work on ankle mobility. And we're going to make sure we're um, getting rid of all those things that the sport brought. We're usually trying to get rid of what the sport brings on your body to just, just make you a better athlete. Baseball players, basketball players. Football players are a little different. You know, you just... Uh, it's all a little bit there's still sport specific but the the term is dying in the community which is great
1: well your sport specific is more like fixing why their body's jacked up from the sport they do more than preparing for it
2: it seems like absolutely
0: absolutely just like you'll see that in like jujitsu guys right like you'll get jujitsu guys where the sport itself breaks you right we all know that right the sport itself is hard on you So you put them in a weightlifting program to combat. I mean, just the same thing you do, right? You're in a weightlifting program to combat all those all the garbage that the the sport puts on you, right? I thought
1: it was so I could cheat and and pull people into moves that I wouldn't have technically. I I tell you,
0: I tell you that you're going to be strong (laughs) so you can bully every move without having to technically be good. Okay, good. Yes, that's what I thought. But as like a golfer who swings over and over and over and over and over again, well you wouldn't bring him into a, a thing and, and make him do all rotation exercises in your sports training. You're just going to break his body even more. So that, that, that's kind of what sports specific training is. Um, there's sports simulation that's going away and then training to combat the negatives of your sport to keep you on the field. That's kind of what the goal always has been. I think athletes arena, one thing they've done probably the best as a company is working with orthopedics and physical therapists with athletes to help them get back on the field after an injury. Um, that's the, that's probably one of the, I think that's where they have definitely separated themselves from everybody in the community is that you can really tie into a parent's heartstrings when you can say, we're going to make sure little julie who tore her acl we're gonna make sure that doesn't happen again right right and and that's that's still a big part of it jason isn't it i mean especially in baseball right
2: absolutely think about your your girl your 13 year old soccer player female soccer player yeah uh, who's who's been banged up with every injury i mean it's like a mass unit after a soccer game if you ever go watch a bunch of 13 year old girls soccer players
1: <laughs> my, my daughter has had two knee surgeries from soccer she had uh, mcl then acl oh, okay here after the next and blew it blew it out because she played from eight years old to and that happened when she was 16 and 17 yeah backed up everything for her.
0: yeah when how you many when, you, when she played yeah. how many other girls also had knee injuries do you think
1: oh I, i've seen probably three girls get at least an mcl done in, in, in the years that she's played
0: Yeah and that's, that's, that's typical Yeah that's typical Every parent's seen that in soccer You know um, So I think I, I, I'd like to take all this information And kind of um, You know as we launch the group I think like group You're in a
1: movie theater For those of you yeah. watching the video it's so, it's so What dark. happened to your lights there Josh I don't know I, I have to make fun of them during every podcast Or it's just not a real podcast yeah, That's fine I'm waiting for him to put the little flashlight
0: under his face and like tell scary stories now. I thought about it. (laughs) Go ahead. So one thing I'd like to do with this is is lead into the group. I'm really excited about the group. I've been trying to work. We've been working on on putting the group together, uh, the Facebook group, because I think when you've been tied in this industry for so long, you forget what people don't know. Right. Like, it's kind of like you, it's kind of like, you know, you calling up somebody and be like, Hey, you need to produce content. Talk to you tomorrow. They're like, what's content. What are you talking about? Where do I put it? Who, you know, Hey, I need a Facebook video. What? Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Because we're so used to doing it every day. We know what that means. But I think the Facebook group that we're going to do with athletes arena is going to be so important because you're going to be able to, one, we're going to reach a boatload of people and Two, I think we'd be surprised what general population pe- don't know about fitness and training. They don't after- know
1: anything, about you guys, you guys have a different perspective because you're walking in with people who have already made a decision to walk in that door, whether yeah. it's kids or an adult. Like, they're already so far beyond what a general person is. The people that even make it to you guys, you experts, they're way ahead of everybody else. You see it in that group now. I mean, it's like – and even with my questions, dude, and, I, you know, I've trained in and out of sports my whole life, but – People don't know this stuff. Like really, like I, I knew about lifting, but I didn't know anything about nutrition, sleep, any, any of the other things that go on, lifting correctly, None of those things. So regular people don't know this stuff. They really don't. The community that we're going to kick off, it, it is like the most powerful thing. I think it's the most sticky thing. And, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're, you're having a, you have a gym or a fitness business or something and you don't have a community yet, like you're crazy because this yes. is, this is what will make everyone show up and be more of a family at the end of the day.
0: Sure. I think it's going to give athletes arena a voice um, to reach out to the people because there might be some, dude, Jason, I'm telling you, it's going to blow your mind. I've learned this in a group. You are blown away. I've had people go in our group, dude, and it's mostly nutrition like that. Our our phenom group is mostly a nutrition group. We don't touch that much on sports performance, but I've had people come into the group and be like, hey, are potatoes a good source of protein? Yeah. and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like i'm like who who are are you just born i'm telling you you're gonna have people come into the athletes arena group and be like hey why shouldn't my kid throw baseball year round
1: but you you also have the other extreme completely the scared people we were talking about that in the group today you have the hey is the potato protein and then you have the but if i drink one diet soda i'm gonna
2: die right like yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm, a complete, I'm completely oblivious to the hundreds of thousands of people out there who are really hungry but scared. They're really hungry for knowledge and to be better, but they're sitting in their living room because they're too scared to ask or too scared to walk into a gym. And there's a sure. huge population out there that we need to reach. And whether it's and I think you start that with fitness. You don't really start that with sports uh, performance. That's a fitness-based approach. But sure. I'm, I know it's out there but I'm so stuck in my world of training athletes and my population that, you know, it's getting to where I need to, I need to talk to those people. I need to be in front of those people to to help them. We don't get in this, we don't get in this industry because we really want to be rich. We get it because we ultimately care and got to get back to caring and make and and reaching out to that population. I
0: think think you're going to find out, dude, that, that group is going to – that the community is going to build bring a whole group of different people from an education standpoint that are going to reach out to you guys for unbelievable knowledge that you don't realize people need.
2: All right, Tom. The, the dumbest question, I'm like – I read my phone. I was like, why the hell are they asking me that? And I'm like, yeah. and finally, I had to step back sometimes they're asking me because they trust me. Sure. They, they trust yeah. us. It's a really it is, good it's, it's, it's they ask you because you trust they trust you yeah. and that's I a lot of to power t-
1: too that's a lot of power to, to have someone's trust yeah. yeah yeah
2: a lot
0: yeah no that's that the, and those interesting the psychology of starting a community um when you start a community even online or just open up a business you could be nobody and have a million dollars and open up a sports training business and because you own it, people will assume you know. 100%. That's almost the scary part, too, right? It's That's the like good the old
1: fake black belts back in the day, like with a gym, like with the school, their fake black belt. It's
0: yeah, a big old fake black belt. You assume he's a black belt. You assume he knows, and they, and they don't, right? Which is really the scariest part in this industry and why the strength and conditioning community really, really, why I've had a hard time being a part of certain groups is because there's no accountability, right? I wouldn't mind to have this group that we start start having some accountability. Like, hey, let's hold people to a certain higher standard if you're gonna start working with kids and training athletes. Like, let's hold them to a standard. Let's not just be cool with them because you knew them five years ago and you're buddies, and you know, he dated a girl you know, and you think he's a he's cool and you had a beer with him one day, right? Like, I don't care, right? Um, but I think this group is going to open up a boatload of people for you guys. I think people are going to ask some crazy questions. I think you guys, they're going to see you. They're going to interact with you and just your knowledge alone they're You're going to separate yourself from so many people as an expert, you know, and that might bring people into the gym, but it might open some opportunities for you as well. So, um, I mean, I think that's good. I mean, We covered a lot. I think we're going to push this content out, Um, start the group, bring some people into it, and um, I'm excited for it, mostly because I value the information you guys have. That's why I wanted to start this group with you guys in the first place is I value it. People need to know it, and um, I think you can help a ton of people. I mean, our group still, I mean, the, the Phenom brand group, even though I don't think we've given a lot of a lot of information, it's still amazing the people that come in and say, I didn't even know that. Yep. Right. You well, know, what's
1: funny is is what springs up inside these communities too. Like other people involved in your business will, will present themselves as experts and start answering questions and you know, like that community thing takes off. And yeah. You'll wake up and see a question that popped up in the group and two other people have answered it, right? Yeah. And it's like the community helping the community and yeah. That's just the piece. Like like you said, like the people who are scared to get off the couch and take a step, they're not scared to lurk around online and ask questions or, or read and, or learn. So what what's kind of cool, like even working with Josh and now with you is like the marketing side for my side, now I get to go out and, and take you guys as expert stuff and put it in front of the, the regular people because I, I can get it in front of those people that you want to talk to. So it's kind of it's gonna be a fun little mixture here. But I'm excited for what you have going. I think your group's gonna be awesome. New community is going to be awesome. I think the, the, the programs you're giving out for free are awesome. So, yeah, we're still, and we'll pop it in the show notes here when we're done. Like once I get that launch, I'm, I'm I'm hoping within a week from from the, this publish it'll be live, and then we'll just pop it in the show notes. So yep. if you're listening to this and it's not in the notes yet, it will be. So, yeah, check back. Yep.
0: And people will be able to, we'll push people into that group. I mean, you can go to AthletesArena.com, you can find Athletes Arena on Facebook, right? You know, if people want to find you, I mean, can people connect with you directly, Jason? Are you cool with that, or would you just rather have them go
2: yeah. to? A- yeah, most you know I get I usually connect with parents through Facebook and athletes through Instagram. Um, it's real easy to keep those two things separate. Um, yeah. So it, I can keep those two populations separated. Yeah. Uh, and see, and that's
1: marketing proof that I, I'm not full of shit, Josh. Under yeah, thirty
0: yeah. is not on Facebook; they're only on Insta. Just saying. So, Jason, what did you say that you guys were getting a bunch of traffic? You you said the same thing, haven't you, Jason? Like you're finding parents. The people that pay the bills are on Facebook, but the people that come to the gym are on Instagram.
2: Yeah, it's a game of chase. This is what I tell people. I talked to the guy that was trying to sell me a bunch of marketing today. I said, I want to know what y'all are doing on Snapchat because that's going to be the next mainstream thing for me when it comes to train, training athletes. It was all Facebook. Kids wanted not their parents looking, so they ran to Instagram. Now all their parents are running to Instagram, so they're running to Snapchat. So I was, I was like,
1: what's
2: – They need to up their ads game. They
1: suck for marketing. That, that's what –
2: that's what the same guy said to me today. He said that they can't hold their ad company. so it's not really much they can do about it. But right. my thing is, it's it's just a game of chase. Kids are going to constantly run from where their parents, and their parents are going to constantly be five years behind, you know, on social media.
1: Yep. You, you have never hang on the that. same platform as your parents. That's not cool. I'm just saying. I don't
2: <laughs> know. i never thought about that.
0: Kids are running from their parents. Yeah, dude. Social media platforms.
1: Yeah, that's how it works. All right, so Athletes Arena on Instagram, Facebook, athletesarena.com. Is that what we're talking about?
0: Yep. yep, yep. yep. And then uh, we'll push all this to the group and start dropping content be good to go.
1: And we'll be, we'll be sharing all of the Athletes Arena stuff into our group as well. So everyone connected with us will be able to get a chance to jump into their community. They have different things going on, totally different values or, or value popping in there. So it's, it's going to be awesome. So we're excited for that. Thank you, Jason. We appreciate it, bud. Yeah, man. We're going to back you. and we're going to ask you even more jacked up questions that you're not prepared for because we don't tell you what we're going <laughs> to ask ahead of time. So, uh, <laughs> anything else for us, bud?
2: No, nah, man. I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, man. We'll talk soon.
1: All right, guys. And uh, if you have not subscribed on YouTube yet, do it there at phenompodcast.com and whatever else you're listening to, whether it's on Anchor, iTunes, Google, whatever, just subscribe. And we'll catch you next week.
0: All right, we'll see you guys.